The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Hallelujah. I can feel the fire already. I can feel the fire. This place is on fire already. And I know that God is about to take us to a whole new level and a whole new dimension. And I'm really so excited to be here this morning. How is it going? Is anybody on fire yet? Is anybody on fire yet? Is anybody ready to explode yet? Is anybody ready to take it to a whole new level yet? Is anybody ready to change their generation yet? Is anybody ready to take their lives to a whole new level, a whole new dimension yet? Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, precious Holy Spirit. We worship you, oh God. And Lord Almighty, I ask Holy Spirit for a mighty outpouring of your spirit in this place. I thank you for a mighty outpouring of your power in this place, oh God. Holy Spirit, I thank you, oh God, because there's going to be mighty impartations of fire baptism, fresh baptisms of fire. Thank you, Lord, because we're going from glory to glory to glory to glory. And by the time we're done from this place, Lord, we will never be the same again. Our lives will never be the same again in the mighty, matchless name of Jesus. Come on, just lift up your hands and just appreciate God. Oh, I ask, oh God, that you flow through me today. Let rivers, let rivers flow through me, oh God. Let it touch, let it heal, let it empower, oh God. Let it activate somebody in this place, oh God, in the mighty matchless name of Jesus. Okay, just give me a few minutes, just take your seats and I'll just um, lay a foundation for what we're going to pray about. Now, I wonder where I'm going to face. So, <laughs> I guess I'm not supposed to face anywhere, just, all right. So, just to lay a brief foundation, but what I want you to do is, I need you to keep praying in the Spirit under your breath. Keep praying in the Spirit under your breath. So, if we're saying we're praying for six hours, right? That's five hours, seven to twelve. Okay, then let it be full five hours. Because no matter what is going on, we are, we're here to pray. Just keep praying under your breath. There's something um, we call pray as you go. How many people know what it means to pray as you go? That is sometimes we're waiting for the perfect time to pray. And so, and you don't pray because you had to, we woke up late, you had to run to work and then you got back late and you got so tired that you couldn't pray. And then sometimes it goes on for days and days and maybe even weeks. But I realized there's something like, there's something we call pray as you go. All right. P-A-Y-G. That is from the moment you get off your bed, start speaking in tongues. From the moment you get up from your bed, whether your eyes are open or not, start speaking in tongues. While you're having your bath, getting ready, driving or getting a bus or whatever it is you do, however you get to work, just keep speaking in tongues. It's so powerful that if you'll be conscious of it, you'll realize that sometimes in the day you can pray hours. You would have charged up yourself for hours in a day. Now, and don't let's get religious about it. Sometimes some people cannot pray until they put their hands together and shut their eyes and kneel down. And then we say, oh, you know, um, we're, we, we, let us pray. 
But you know, prayer is, I'll, I'll explain something to you and, and show you. And I want to give a new dimension to prayer and a new, a, a fresh understanding of prayer so that it goes beyond what we're doing here. It goes way beyond what we're doing here so that on your own, as we leave this place, your prayer life will move to a whole new level. You know, your life will step up to a whole new level because of what we're about to share here. I mean, the last session that I heard was so powerful that I feel like, wow, she has done a lot of justice already. Glory to God. But I know that God is always something new and something fresh. Thank you so much, Pastor Yinda, for this opportunity to um, lead God's women into the depth of the Spirit of God. But I want to introduce what I'm about to say and what we're doing here by saying that we are living in a prophetic, prophetic, prophetic hour, prophetic generation. I don't know if you feel it yet. I don't know if you understand it yet. But that we're living at a very prophetic hour. That we are the harvest of prayers that have been prayed in years back. We are the harvest of tears that have been shed. We are the harvest of generations of women and men that have prayed and prayed and prayed and birthed something. We are products of prophecies that have gone ahead of us. Do you understand what I'm talking about? We are the harvest of men. So you need to understand that as you are, you're not alone. Prayer is hanging on your life. Prophecy is hanging on your life. You had to show up for such a time as this. Because somebody had birthed something that is inside of you that your world and your generation needs. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 22 verse 44. And it says, And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, talking about Jesus. Then his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. Hallelujah. It says he prayed earnestly. There's something, there's an attitude of prayer that we must cultivate. Jesus prayed, being in agony, he prayed more earnestly. And he began to sweat that his sweat was like droplets of blood falling down to the ground. So why do we pray? Because if you don't understand why we pray, it's not only will the, not only will the purpose um, be, or the purpose be abused, but you will not do it. If you don't understand why we pray long hours, you will not pray long hours. Do you understand what I mean? You will not be empowered to pray long hours. If you don't understand, if you think prayer is something we do when, we, when we're in trouble, or prayer is something we do when we need things from God, then you will never pray. Glory to God. But it goes beyond that. The greatest fact about prayer is that we pray. I'll say it again. The greatest thing about prayer is the prayer itself. It's not about what you're praying about. It's about the fact that you are praying. Prayer doesn't change God. Prayer changes you. Prayer does not change God. Prayer changes you. Because the real purpose of prayer is the inworking of the Holy Ghost inside a person's life. It's not about your needs. God has given us his word. That by meditating on the word of God, you can claim the things that belong to you. But the main thing about prayer is that you are praying. And that's why when the enemy wants to stop you and limit you and derail you, the first thing it comes after is your prayer life. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, Delight yourself also in the Lord and shall give you the desires of your heart. 
He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable with his thoughts or with God. And this is a new dimension. If you cannot pray, you cannot be great. If you can't pray, you can't be great. Because if you can't pray, you cannot fulfill your destiny. You can't find it and then you cannot fulfill it. That there are many resources that God has deposited within you that can only be activated through prayer. There are so many gifts and so many things that God has hidden in your spirit, man, that can only be stirred up with long hours of prayer. I'm not even talking about little prayer. I mean long hours of prayer. Somebody say long hours of prayer. If you cannot pray, you cannot be great. Hallelujah. So, prayer is a platform for empowerment. It's a training ground for ministry. Prayer is a platform for empowerment. Prayer is a, is a platform for ministry or destiny training. It's a platform of fellowship. Because as we connect with God, something begins to happen in our spirit man. Something begins to get stirred inside of us. So that we're able to rise up to do what God has called us to do. And that's why in Luke chapter 24 verse 49, the Bible says, Jesus said, tarry in Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. He said, don't try to step up because you cannot fulfill destiny until you're empowered from on high. Acts 1.8 says, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and then you shall be witnesses. Jesus prayed. Why did Jesus pray? Was it because he had needs? Jesus was master of everything. When he had a need, he told his disciples, go and get the fish from the sea, open the mouth, get a coin, pay um, pay the whatever. Jesus did not, was it because he had needs? He never had needs, and yet he prayed. And yet the Bible will say in the morning he went to pray. At night he prayed all night long. Why did Jesus pray? Jesus was the righteous son of God. He had a sense of equality with God. He had a right standing before God. He had no sense of lack. He had no sense of lack of love, lack of relationships, lack of ability, lack of money. He had no sense of lack. So obviously Jesus was not talking about his needs to God. He was connecting to God. It was connecting to God. This microphone, the sound is connected to a power source. And that's why my voice is being amplified right now. There are many gifts that need to be amplified that will never be amplified until you are connected to the source. And I'm not just talking about connected in terms of relationship. I'm talking about connected in terms of fellowship. When Jesus was being baptized in Luke chapter 3, the Bible says he prayed. And then the heavens opened. At the point of baptism, what was, did he need something? Was that why he was praying? At the point of death in the garden of Gethsemane, what did he need? At the, on the cross, at every point of Jesus' um, um, what do you call it? Crucif um, suffering, crucifixion, death, he was praying because he needed that vital connection. He needed that vital relationship. He needed that vital connection to keep him through what he was going through. And to make sure that the destiny that God had deposited in his spirit was not aborted. We pray to establish the will of God for our lives. When you understand that, 
then you will take your prayer life to a whole new level. When you understand that, then you'll take your prayer. Your prayer life will go to a whole new level. I love what 1 Corinthians 14 2 says. It says, He that speaks in an unknown tongue. It didn't say he that prays in an unknown tongue. So understand that praying in tongues is not just, a, oh, just prayer, prayer, prayer. That you can actually speak. Do you understand what I'm You can speak in tongues all day. You can get edified by speaking. It says he that speaks in an unknown tongue speaks not unto any man, but in the spirit, but to God. For no man understands him. But in the spirit, he speaks what? Divine mysteries or secret. The message translation says he speaks. It says you will share intimate moments with him. Intimacy. Intimacy. Kononia. Intimacy with him. You see, without intimacy, children cannot be born, can they? I said, without intimacy, can children be born? Can there be pregnancy? Can you have children, natural children? So why do we think without intimacy, we can birth the destiny that God has for you, for your generation? It says, it says, um, message writer says, you are sharing when you pray and when you speak in the Holy Ghost, what are you doing? You're sharing intimate moments with him. The, the Passion Translation says, that he is speaking intimate mysteries in the spirit. Is that not why we can pray six straight hours without looking back? Is that not why we can pray 12 hours without looking back? Is that not why we can pray 24 hours without looking back? Is that not why you can stay and decide, I'm going to just break the mold. I'm just going to spend time praying. And people think, are you crazy? Do you have that much problem? Is your problem that big? Why do you want to pray for four hours, six hours, five hours, seven hours, ten hours? Why are you praying long? Do you have that much problem? But it's ignorant people that talk that way. If you're going to impact your generation, if your voice is going to carry power, if you're going to be empowered to do what God has called you to do, there are many destinies that are dragging and many people that are meant to be on the global platform that are crawling all over the place because they have refused to understand that the way God is going to train you, the way God is going to raise you, the way God is going to do what he's going to do in your life and through your life, you've got to be connected through prayer. Through prayer. I love the scripture. In 1 Corinthians 2, 6 to 10. I'll be done in three minutes and then we'll pray. It says, we of course, I'll read from the message translation. We of course have plenty of wisdom to pass on to you. Once you get your feet on firm spiritual ground. But it's not popular wisdom. The fashionable wisdom of high priced experts. That will be out of date in a year or so. So God's wisdom is something mysterious. Amen. That goes deep into the interior of his purposes. Are you still praying under your breath? All right. That goes, you don't find it lying around on the surface. It's not the latest message. But more like the oldest. What God determined as the way to bring out his best in us. Long before we ever arrived on the scene. The experts of our day haven't a clue about what this eternal plan is. If they had, they would not have killed the master of the God-designed life on a cross. And that's why we have this scripture text. No one's ever seen or heard anything like this. 
never so much as imagined anything quite like this. What God has arranged for those who love him. But we have seen and heard it because God by his spirit has brought it out into the open before us. The spirit, not content to flit around on the surface, dives into the depth of God and brings out what God planned all along. Whoever knows what you're thinking and planning except you yourself. The same with God. The same with God. Except that he, he not only knows what he's thinking, but he lets us in on it. The scope of prayer transcends the physical. The scope of prayer transcends the known. Its scope goes beyond our needs, goes beyond the physical, that we can see the mundane and transcends into eternity. Hallelujah. It goes beyond the shores of this world that can be seen. So when you're interacting with God in prayer, I need you to understand that you are pushing and pressing beyond the boundaries of this earth. You are pushing beyond the boundaries of the limitations of the physical world. You are transcending out of here into a realm that eyes cannot see. Hallelujah. It goes beyond earthly benefits. It goes beyond earthly benefits. It affects your finances. But we pray not because of finances. Prayer is majorly for destiny. Prayer is majorly for you to fulfill, discover and fulfill the purpose of God for your life. That's, what, that's the tool that God has given to us. You can't box God in a few words or in human words. And that's why God gave us tongues. Because as you begin to pray in tongues, one hour of praying in tongues is like God is lend, you are lending God your tongue to pray his perfect will for you. So if you pray six hours, you know what we're doing today? You have lent God five hours, your tongue for five hours to pray the perfect, his perfect plan for your life. How many people have been there? You have all your life figured out. Everything figured out. I've been there. You had your life figured out. But then you started praying a lot in the spirit. And then all of a sudden, your desires begin to change. All of a sudden, you realize that something has shifted. All of a sudden, you realize that the passions you, you once had, you don't have those passions anymore. Why? Because he has caused your thought to become agreeable with his thoughts. He that is joined with the Lord is one spirit with him. Glory to God. And why do we pray long hours? Romans 8.22 all around us, from the message translation, we observe a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pangs. But it's not only around us, it's within us. Come on, say it's within us. I can't hear you. Come on, say it's within us. Are you tired already? Come on, say it's within us. Glory to God. Are you tired already? Say it's within me. Ha. You can't be tired though, ladies. I said we have never started. You see, what is required for your destiny to bust out is going to be beyond five hours once in a while. It's going to be beyond a little once in a while. You've got to be intentional about your growth. You've got to be intentional about your prayer life. You've got to be intentional about your destiny. You've got to be intentional about you living where you are and moving to the next level. It's not going to be something.
once in a while. You cannot be tired. If you know what is going on all around the world, I tell myself, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. When you catch a vision of what God wants to do in your life, through your life, and, you know, from your life, once you can catch a glimpse and catch a vision of that, you realize that the mundane is no longer enough. A little here and there is no longer enough. A little here and there is no longer. We can't be tired. We can't be lazy. Matthew 25 talks about a man that went out in a far country. Let's not look at it like scriptures. Look at it like our lives. Like God has given everybody gifts. One five, one three, one one. And he went away for a long time. And then he came back and he said, give account of what you have done with the gifts and the callings and the purpose that I planted within you. And one by one, the one with the five came and said, father or master, you gave me five all right. I've multiplied it. There are people that have been stalking, marking time on the same spot. You've been on the same spot, going around the same mountain. Nothing new about your life. Nothing new is coming out of you. You are just on the same level. They say, you gave me five, I've multiplied it. Here is five back. You gave me three, I've multiplied it. Here is six. And then the one that got one came and said, Master, you know, I started making excuses. And the master said, you twisted. You wicked and lazy servant. You wicked and lazy servant. My desire today, more than ever, anything else, is that you will be empowered to soar. You will be empowered to live where you are. You will be empowered. There will be a divine restlessness in your spirit that will get you off from where you are. That will put a desire for God. A fresh desire. A fresh anointing. I wish I could say everybody was on fire. But 90% of the Christian bodies are sleeping. Cannot fight. Cannot get up. We're tired all the time. We're busy all the time. And we don't have time to develop ourselves. And pour ourselves into what God has called us to do. Rise up on your feet. Oh, glory to God. Romans said the whole earth is pregnant. Pregnant. And I'm going to minister to people as we're done praying on the cause of this. You are tired. There's no more fire. They're just flickers. When meetings, the only time you spend time, real time, real quality time is when meetings like this are called. But on your own, you cannot. On your own, you're tired. On your own, you've lost your fire. You know that thing that used to burn in your heart is dead, is dead, is dead. And for some of you in this place, you have cried about it. You have cried about it. You have looked at your life and looked at where you're coming from, and you have said to yourself, I should not be where I am. I should not be where I am. You're smiling, you're dressing, you're going out, you're doing whatever is required. You are working for God, but you are no longer walking with God. Your walk with God has become a chore. It's no longer a sweet fellowship with the Holy Spirit. 
new things are not coming out of your life. Your life seems like a, a, like, like a dead end. Romans 8.26. Now read from the a Passion Translation. It said, in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty. To empower us in, his, in our weakness. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray. Hallelujah. Or know the best things to pray about or to ask for. But the Holy Spirit, someone say the Holy Spirit. Come on, someone say the Holy Spirit. Someone say the Holy Spirit. Oh, come on, someone say, Holy Spirit, empower me, oh God. Come on, Holy Spirit, empower me, oh God. Holy Spirit, empower me, oh God. Come on, pray with a desire in your heart. Empower me for my generation, Lord. I don't know about you, but I want to tell you, you're more than this. You're more than destinies that are tied to you. Your life is not ordinary. You're not meant to be a single being, except a seed of corn falls down to the ground and dies. It abides alone, except a seed of corn falls down to the ground and dies. It abides alone. Holy Spirit, I need you to empower me. Wake me up, oh God. Wake me up, oh God. Wake me up. I need to get up. I need to get up. I need to wake up, oh God. I need to wake up, Holy Spirit, from this slumber. Open the eyes of my understanding, oh God. Put a desire in my heart. Put a desire in me, oh God. Put fresh fire in me, oh God. Mahalado shatale brakaya baba. Oh, the Holy Spirit is in this place. The Holy Spirit is in this place. The Holy Spirit is in this place. Helping us. Helping us. Upholding us. Lifting us. Consecration high. 
I see a lot of prayers and very few consecration. Many prayers with a heart that is not tuned into God. And God is searching the heart. God needs women whose hearts, whose hearts are sold out. Whose hearts are sold out. Women that will birth the next generation. Women that will birth the next generation. Women that will train up the next generation in the way that they should go. Come and cry and say, Lord, I am that woman. I am that woman, Lord. I am that woman, Lord. Hey, Holy Spirit, Malabo 
Point of consecration. The Holy Spirit says, there are people in this place, you're going a particular path, and he's told you, that's not your path. But you've questioned and said, Lord, but that's what I know. And it's been a struggle. It's been a struggle. It's been a struggle within you. But you see, this kind of atmosphere is a kind of atmosphere where God helps us. Where God helps us. Where God helps us. Come on, lift up your hands and say, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. For if you do not help me, I can't go farther. If you do not help me, Lord, I can't do anything. Holy Spirit, help us, oh God. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh God. Help us, oh God. Much prayers, very little consecration. Much prayers, very, very little consecration. Holy Spirit, I'm available, oh God. I'm available. Oh, visions, pictures, desires. Pictures, visions, desires. Lord, consume our hearts, consume our souls, consume our bodies. Let us burn for your God. Let us burn for your God. Let us burn for your God until we're so consumed, until we're totally consumed. Until there's none of me but all of you left, Lord. None of me but all of you left, Lord. Malabo sata lebreke ya ba 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 ba. Malabo saka ya ba 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 ba. Fresh fire, Lord, ignite my heart. Now the Holy Spirit said you've been struggling badly. There's grace in this place. There's grace for new beginnings. Grace for new beginnings. If you will jump in, for the waters have been stirred up. The waters have been stirred up. The waters have been stirred up. If you will jump in, you will be healed. If you will jump in, you will be healed. Malabo Consume us, Lord. Consume us, oh God. Ha. Lord, in working on the Holy Spirit, open up your lives to him and say, Lord, move up and down every corner of my life. Move up and down, Holy Spirit. Move up and down, Holy Spirit. Oh, move up and down, Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah, Lord. Showers, showers, showers of the anointing. Let us be submerged, oh God. Let us be submerged, oh God. Showers, showers, showers. We yield 
to you, Lord. There's a surgical operation going on right now. Upon the hearts, upon the hearts of women, where God wants to bring divine alignment, divine alignment, where your life comes into alignment with the picture that he saw when he thought about you, when he conceived you in his mind before you were formed in your mother's womb. There was a picture, there was a vision, there was a path, there was a, an assignment, there was a mandate that God had for you before you were formed in your mother's womb. Lord, take us back, oh God. Lord, take us back, oh God. Bring us home, oh God. Home to the picture in your heart. Begin to move us, oh God, towards the picture that you see in your heart concerning our lives. In the name of Jesus, that we may stand complete in all of your will. Be filled with the fullness of you, oh God. Oh, Rabba, 
Sata. Ekalabakaya Baba 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 Sata. Marabo Seketelaboko Sakata. Elababa Baba 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 that's a generation that will suffer for your disobedience. And I need you to know it's not an excuse that I didn't know about it. It's not an excuse that you were busy. It's not an excuse that you were married. It's not an excuse that you're a mother. It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. We must arise. We must arise. We must arise. We must get up. We must fulfill destiny. We must arise. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Please hold it. Listen to me. Romans 8, 22 to 28 shows us what's going on in the realm of the Spirit. In the, I don't know about you, but I don't know if you sense that something is going on in the realm of the Spirit in our time. And that God is positioning people. May you not sleep through a revolution. May you not sleep through a revolution that is, you are just ignorant. Somebody mentioned to one of my leaders, sent her a message and said, I am blind, I'm spiritually blind, deaf, and dumb. I said, and she, and she told her, said, you're in a good place. Because there are many people that are blind, deaf, and dumb, and they don't even know. And that's the worst place to be. Prayer sharpens your sensitivity in the realm of the spirit. So that you have an understanding of God's timing. You have an understanding of the seasons of God for your life. Someone said, the only time I know is that I'm not married and I'm 42. You don't understand what I'm saying. Because it goes beyond that. The only time in I know is that my children, it's time to resume. School fees time. It's bigger than that. And you see, may God enlarge. May God enlarge our capacity to see beyond the mundane. And see beyond the natural and the physical. You see, it does not take spiritual power to see the physical. Unbelievers understand and they can see what, but you see, it takes spiritual power to go beyond the physical to the realm of the spirit where things really happen. That the physical world is just a printout of the spiritual. That the physical world is just the expression of the real thing. Is the is the is the child of the parent world. And that the real things that happen, happens in the spirit. And if you're going to be one in our generation that will have power with God and with men, then you need to understand what is going on in the realm of the spirit so you can adequately position for what God wants to do through your life and what God wants to do in your generation and not relocate out of destiny. So a lot of people are relocating, relocating, just... Living, 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 living. Ah, because they don't understand that the, the spiritual power is being invested in Africa, in Nigeria. That the real deal is actually here. That Nigeria is positioned in the plan of God. 
as his end time move. That things that will happen in this nation in a few years to come will baffle the entire world. Are they not laughing at us that our children are laying hands? Let them lay it. That they don't know technology. They don't know what's, what's up. They don't know what's up. Will what's up take them to eternity? Will he help them? Will he give them a good standing with God in eternity? Parents, women especially, because you know we have influence. We actually decide what happens to our children. You will fail if your children are not raised up to be revivalists. You would have failed entirely. If you cannot raise up your children to become revivalists, because God is raising revivalists, God is positioning children. You would have failed if you are not a fervent mother, because if you are not a fervent mother, you cannot raise fervent children. If you are not a committed mother, you cannot raise committed children. What are you teaching your children? Computer game. Is that all? If you are spending all your money on PS, PS, whatever it is. And spend all your money. And yet your children don't have Bibles. Your children don't have Bibles. How many children have Bibles? Yet our children don't have Bibles. To find children's Bible in Nigeria is tough. Because there's no demand. And yet there are churches all over the place. Where, where are your, where, why are your children not in five hours prayer? What are they doing? Watching cartoon. Cartoon network at home. Why are they not here? Let them play in the anointing. Let them play in the anointing. Let them roll. Let them disturb us in the anointing. They are soaking in. They are soaking in something that will define them. They are soaking in something that will change, that, that will shape their future. We send our children abroad to go and get educated abroad. Do you understand? Because we want them to become something, something with no eternal value. And yet we're not concerned that this is the church I'm feeding from. My children must grow in this place. They must grow in the anointing. They must be developed, they must be trained like every other child is being trained. I said, God forbid that my children will be abroad and I'm raising other people's children. I'm calling 10 hours meeting, 10 hours prayer for other people's children. My own children are eating burger. They are eating chips and chicken with good road, good weather, good medical facility, like they are going to receive. And those are the things we're selling our future because of comfort. You were not born for comfort. You were born to fulfill destiny. I see if you're not careful, you don't understand what's going on. That in a few years' time, you see these children. That we're sending abroad, God will require them and they cannot deliver because they were not trained, because they were not here with their eyes to the ground, seeking the Lord's face, because they're not there fasting with you as you are fasting, because you are not sitting down to teach them, you are not dragging them along for evangelism, you are not making them do the things that you're doing. And then when the time comes, they don't want to have anything to do with the church, and the devil is a big part of this. As God is preparing, look at all our generation. They've all traveled to Canada. Slave trade. I'm sorry if you're planning to go to Canada. But make sure God is leading you. Because frustration awaits you. It's slave trade. It's the devil's plan. It's the devil's plot. 
to take people, to yank people out, out of their spiritual heritage and throw them to some dry land where the atmosphere is dead. And then by the time you get there, your fire, your fire will be, will be, will be out in, in a few weeks. And you'll conform to the world standard. I don't know what's important to you. Living in comfort or fulfilling destiny. I don't know what's important to you. But, but you see, prayer is what will take out any desire that is not of God. I'm not talking about 30 minutes prayer, one hour. I'm talking about intense. Staying in the presence of God. Hours upon hours upon hours. Often. Hours upon hours until every desire that is not of God is totally yanked out of your heart. I want you to pray that prayer now. You see, you need to understand that people carry certain anointings. The anointing on me is for consecration, purpose. And so you can leverage on this anointing today because that's why I came. You can leverage on, on this anointing today to get your life aligned. Get your, get your life aligned. And I want you to pray from the depth of your heart. Everybody on your feet is either you are standing, you are kneeling, you are lying, whatever. Don't sit down. Except you're pregnant. But listen to you. You're going to pray and say, Lord, every desire, it's not a joke. You see, some prayers are painful. Some prayers are painful. Every desire that is not of you, in my heart, every ambition, every because sometimes we have ambitions, we think we are following God. Every ambition that is not of you, anything you cannot lay down is, 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 is distracting you. Anything God cannot ask you to lay down. Anything God cannot ask you to lay down. The point of consecration is the beginning of a fulfillment of purpose. If you cannot lay something down, you are struggling with something right now. I need, you to, to, I need you to understand this. If you are struggling with something right now, you are not even ready yet. But today, I want you to pray and say, Lord, any ambition, bring me to that point of total surrender. Bring me to that point of total surrender, Lord. Bring me to that point of total surrender. Lord, I don't want to check God out of your will. I don't want to check God out of your plans for my life. I don't want to get into an industry, oh God, that will snuff out the fire in me. Oh, Malabo Shakaya Baba Baba. Malabo Shakaya Baba Baba Sakaya Baba. Malabo Shakaya Baba Baba Sakaya Baba Baba Baba. Malabo Shakaya Baba Baba Sakaya Baba 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 Sata. Makaya Baba Baba Sakaya Baba Baba. Lord, open our eyes, oh God. Open our eyes, oh God. Any opportunity that is not a God opportunity, today I separate from those opportunities. I don't care how much it promises. I don't care what it promises me. Any opportunity that is from the pits of hell, that is not your opportunity. Lord, take it away. Take it away. Take it away. Take it away, oh God. Take it away. It's a bold prayer. And God will answer that prayer today. Any opportunity that is not 
Don't pray that prayer if you are not ready to let go. Don't pray that prayer if you are not ready to come under divine alignment. Don't pray that prayer if you are not ready to submit all to God. This is what prayer is for. Prayer is where God brings you under divine alignment. Prayer is where God works upon your heart. Prayer is where the Holy Spirit is working in you. Lord, anything that is not of you, oh God, take it away. Anything that is not of you, oh God, take it away. Because of time, because of time, I want us to pray this last prayer. I want us to pray this last prayer and say, Lord, everything that you have placed inside of me that is meant for this generation, look at me in the eye. Everybody, look at me in the eye. You are great. And you have an outstanding destiny. Unfortunately, most people will never even start out on the first phase. In the time we're in, it's not about how many good things you can do. It's about how many God things you can do. It's not about how many nice things people say about you on social media. It's about what God says about you. We need to be more concerned about our inner lives and our outer lives. About what God thinks beyond the things that people think. I want you to pray and say, Lord, let everything you have placed in me gift that is meant for my generation Lord I give you permission let there be an inward and I want you to imagine the Holy Spirit just working in you just working up and down putting things putting things together as you pray in the spirit you are giving him the way the way to just moving you I want you to pray and say, Lord, let everything you have placed in me, every gift, every potential, every resource, my calling, my calling, listen to me. You can be in church until Jesus comes and you are still not fulfilling the calling, the calling. That calling is what stands you out, out of the billions of people that exist on the earth. That calling is what stands you out, is what, is what makes you totally unique like the different fingerprints that we have. You must find your calling. You must find your calling. I listened to a message sometime and the man said, listen, that if you don't fulfill your calling here, there's no second chance really. It said because the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. The songs you were meant to sing, to bless the whole world, they refuse to sing. In heaven, you try to sing it, those angels are singing better. Quiet. The preaching that is in you, that you refuse to preach. The number of messages that were, you were ordained to preach all over the world that you did not preach. In heaven, you will try to preach it because the gifts of God are without repentance. And they'll say, it's too late. Knowledge is perfect here. 
We don't need it. Knowledge is perfect here. Everything you are called to do that you refuse to do here, either through ignorance or through disobedience or through head calculation, you will be seeking for that opportunity and the opportunity will never come. Because, listen, if only on this earth we have hope, we have all men most miserable. If people that do not fulfill destiny can get away scot free with it, then why are we killing ourselves? Let us all just leave. After all, there's no reward in heaven. That our works will be tried and tested and burnt with fire. He said, if your work is made of hay, fire will consume it. If it's made of steel, it will be preserved. There's something called eternal regret. Even though we're heaven. There'll be that sense of loss. He said you will be saved even just by fire. That is, we won't go to hell. But we will lose our reward. You know, if you don't live in Banana Island, you feel like, ah, oh, wow, I wish I could live in Banana Island. But it's temporary. Even if you don't end up living there, it's okay because one day you leave this earth. But in heaven, if you get no reward, it's forever. It's eternal. You think we're just born for nothing. You think your life is just have children, get married, have children. The way women pray for marriage, if you pray for destiny that way, this world will be a better place. The way we hunger for marriage, if we hunger for God that way, our world will be a better place. And that's why at times like this is where you need to say, Lord, help. Lord, help me. Oh. Lord, help me. Oh. Even if I want to go out of line, break this leg. It's a terrible prayer to pray. It's a terrible prayer to pray because when God begins to break your leg, I'm not talking about that, I'm not talking about your leg leg. When God begins to remove all the stabilizers in your life, you'll not find it funny. But at the end of the day, for God chastens the son whom he loves so that he can be better prepared and equipped for what God wants to do with your life. I want you to just pray and say, Lord, everything that you have placed inside, for this generation. When God created you, what did he put inside you? What did he put inside you? Are you using it? You are 40 and you have not even started. You've not done nothing. You are 40 and you are cold. You are 40 and cold and nothing. Today must mark the end of complacency. Today must mark the end of carnality. Today must mark the end of just doing life anyhow. Today you must enter destiny. Begin to pray and say, Lord, let everything inside me. What you have put inside me. What you have put inside me for my generation, I will deliver. I must deliver, Lord. Let your anointing, let your anointing. Let it rest on me, oh God. Let it rest on me, oh God. Let it stir up everything that is in me for my generation. For those who are called to preach, I release the cloak of the anointing upon you. I release the cloak of the anointing upon you. For those who are called, 
mission work. Aaron needs the tools of mission. And the keys of mission upon your heart. For those who are called to finance it. The keys of the kingdom. Fresh revelations. Fresh passion. Fresh power. Ministry gifts. Ministry gifts. Ministry gifts. Whatever your calling is. Under this anointing. Let such graces. Be stirred up. In the name of Jesus. Let such graces be stirred up. Let such graces be stirred up. Let such graces be stirred up. Church planters. In the name of Jesus. Helps ministries. In the name of Jesus. I release the anointing of God upon you. To locate your place. To find your voice. To arise and shine. For your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. In the name of Jesus. No longer will you be bowed over. No longer will you be trodden on foot by men. No longer will you sit down. Arise and shine. In the name of Jesus. Arise and shine. In the name of Jesus. As I round off, I want to pray for two sets of people. You're just tired. You can't seem to lift yourself up. You can't seem to lift yourself up. You're just tired inside. Someone told me on Thursday after service, the person came to visit and said, PD, I am tired inside. I wake up in the morning and I don't have the seal or the strength. Come forward quickly. Come forward quickly. Come forward quickly. Quickly, 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 quickly. Let's do this. Lift up your hands in expectation. There's going to be an impartation of strength. For Sarah received strength to conceive when she was past the age of childbearing. Come and just stay in a file. In a file this way. In a file this way. Come in ex- with expectancy. Lift up your hands. Because without strength, you will struggle through life. The enemy's plan is to keep us weak. To make us so weak that you can't even dream. Where you've lost your dream, you've lost your passion, you've lost your fire. Where you can't even see what God is saying to you. Life circumstances have weighed you down. Lift up your hands so high. In expectation. Because strength will be ministered to you today. Strength will be ministered to you today. Please, I need ushers or I need people to act as ushers. Strength will be ministered to you today. Strength to dream again. Strength to dream again. Strength that doesn't make sense. What God has called you to do requires enormous strength. Requires enormous strength. Lift up your hands. Help me. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. 
of God on your life. Come forward quickly. Believe there's a calling of God. See, one of my major, major, major anointings is to raise ministry gifts. Is to raise ministry gifts. It just happens. I can't lay hands on you and something will not happen. I can't lay hands on you and something will not be activated. I can't lay hands on you and something will not be activated in you. Lift up your hands if you believe it. Lift up your hands if you're ready. Now, I want you to look at me. Look at me quickly. Look at me quickly. You see, I've seen lots of people come out for hands to be laid for, for, their, for ministry. And yet they go back and sit down and do nothing. Because it's not just about the laying on of the hands. It's the position of your heart. It's the willingness of your heart. It's being willing to do what God wants you to do. But I need you to understand this. Why you're so important to God's agenda for such a time as this. God is raising laborers all over the world. God is, God is separating men all over the world. And raising men and women that he's going to use in these end times. I hope you know that there are places where the gospel needs to go. I hope you know there are places where the gospel needs to go. I hope you know that there are places where, where there are no churches. 
were then utter darkness. So what I'm talking about is not just I, I, I'm called to the ministry like, like we do. I'm called to the ministry. But it's been positioned to say, Lord, where do you need me? Wherever you need me, Lord, prepare me for it. Wherever you need me, prepare me for it. Once I knew that God had a calling on my life and that I had a five-fold ministry call, my life changed. I started praying like I was mad. Preparing myself. I learned the Holy Spirit to prepare me for whatever. Because you see, the way God prepares us is a place of prayer. So you need to be intentional about your prayer life. You need to position and reorganize your life around prayer. You need to live your life in prayer. Because God cannot use a man that has not been pruned in the place of prayer. That's why I talk about entrepreneurship. Can God ask you to go to Venezuela right now? And you can easily pack up and say, Lord, here I am. Use me, Lord. Venezuela is a place just like many other places on the earth. But it's a place that is that I'm passionate about somehow. The people are hungry. The harvest is overripe. But the laborers are few. Look at all these people. Look at all these hands that God has. Look at all these beautiful, anointed, gifted people that God has. And yet God still needs laborers in certain places. It's because there are laborers that are not willing to go. They are not willing to be prepared. I bet with you there are many women in this church than those who showed up today. But where are they? Watching TV, going to the market, going for wedding. And you say you want to be used by God. You can't be a church light and a social light at the same time. That's just what it is. You can't be a social light and a church light. Are you the one getting married? Is it your brother, your mother, or your, or your sister that is getting married? A friend is getting married? I understand. But sentiment is one thing we need to put down if we're going to fulfill destiny. We need to say no to sentiments. We need to say no. Jesus said, except you are willing to hate your father and your mother. Hate your brother and your sister. And then you will hate your own life. Say you are not fit for my kingdom. Jesus was not preaching the gospel of hate. He's not saying priority. What's your priority? When you have to be in a meeting like this or be at a wedding, which one would you choose? That's priority. Where you need to serve and get connected in church or just come on Sunday because they waste too much time when you serve it, when you walk out in church. That's priority. You have chosen your priority and God can't use you. If you're not available in your local assembly, where else will you be available? This is your training ground. If you'll not be trained in your local assembly, where else will you be trained? Lift up your hands to God. And Lord, I pray, oh God, that as I pray, let everything begin to come together. Lord, let everything begin to come together, oh God. Let the gifts and the callings of God within your women be stirred up, be activated. Listen, waking up to your call, you start something, something international ministry. 
it means you will go back to your pastor and say, where can I serve more? I feel I'm called to the ministry and I need to be trained. Because there's a time for everything. Holy Spirit, lift up your hands. As hands are laid on you, I see the Holy Spirit working in you. As you yield, ushers help them to yield. Don't stop them. Just help them to yield. Holy Spirit.
every dry bone receive life every dead faculty every dead faculty every gift that has gone under that has gone silent there's someone that used to blow in the gates of the spirit but it's gone where are you oh lift up your hands oh holy spirit there's going to be restoration Oh, there's restoration in the house, says the Spirit of God. Restoration in the house, says the Spirit of God. Restoration of spiritual faculties. Restoration of spiritual lives. Restoration of revival. Oh, I will restore. Oh, I will restore because I need it.
rest. Lift up your hands. Let's rise. Holy Spirit. Come on everywhere. Let's lift up our hands to God. Let's lift up our hands to God. Let's lift up our hands to God. Just stand in His presence. Just stand in His presence. Lift up your hands in expectation. Lift up your hands in expectation. And let strength be ministered to you. Let strength be ministered to you. Let strength, let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do in you. Oh, there's a part of the flow of the Spirit of God. But then let's just allow the Holy Spirit to do what he wants to do. As he equips us, as he empowers us, just keep your eyes Oh, Holy Spirit, we, 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 we present ourselves as living sacrifice. As a living sacrifice. And we say, Lord, you can use us. You can send us. Have your way in us, oh God. Let there be restoration where it is needed in the name of Jesus. Oh, restore our fervency. Restore our zeal. Restore our passion. Restore our gifts, oh God. Restore our visions, oh God. Restore our dreams, Lord. Use us. Every dream that has been perverted in one way or the other. Oh, let there be restoration, oh God. We're just going to shout after the count of three. And it's the shout of no barrier. It's the shout of no barrier. We're breaking forth. We're breaking out and we're breaking forth into all that God has in store for us. To say, we're saying, Lord, this is the time. This is the hour. And we arise as daughters of Zion. We arise as daughters of Zion. We arise as warring women of Zion to proclaim your word. To proclaim the gospel. To take the gospel to the darkness and to do that which God has called us to do without shame, without holding back. Are you ready? I tell the count of three. I want to shout like you've never shouted before. And as you obey this, certain things will live your life. Certain things will live your life. And God will impart those things that you need for your next level. I'm not talking about in years to come. I'm talking about things that will start to work in your life immediately. The first thing is the desire to pray. The desire to spend time. The grace. You see, spending long hours is grace. I said it is grace. It is grace. And that grace will be released as we shout. The ability to do. A lady told me recently, oh, she's on my growth plan, my discipleship growth plan. And she just got filled with the Spirit in January. And today she's praying eight hours a day. Eight hours a day. She has three children. She's married. She has three children. She runs a business, but she prays 
eight hours a day. The least she does is five hours. And she's been doing it for a month. She's been doing it. And, you know, it's grace. It's grace. Lift up your hands. As many people as desire that grace. To do extra. To go beyond the normal. To do what you've never done before. The zeal of the Lord will perform this. For passion that cannot be diluted. Grace to wait in the presence of God. After the count of three. Everything limiting you in your mind will fall down. Like the wall of Jericho fell down flat. Every opposition against your destiny. Against your growth. Against your soaring on the wings of the spirit will fall down flat. Are you ready? After the count of three. One and two and three. Shout! 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 The impartation of the spirit of God. The grace of God is multiplying resting on you hallelujah 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 we give you shout we give you praise the preceding message was brought to you by king's word everywhere nigeria we are located at king's word auditorium etel avenue Behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-006-40.